very real. Uh, the same person in the pulpit and out of the pulpit, and I love him for that. And um, he'll, he'll be the first one to say, and I'll be the first one to say as, to myself as well, that we know we're not the greatest preachers, but what I've learned from him is just faithfulness. And uh, 33 plus years, and he's, he's in the pulpit every Sunday that he can be, and um, just, just love being around Pastor Shot. And I also want to thank, uh, and there's not a lot of them here tonight, but that's okay, I want to thank the teenagers and the parents for allowing me to... Uh, to have some part in their life. I love each and every one of the teenagers, and uh, my wife and I are grateful to be here. Hebrews 10, you're there. We're going to read 25 in just a second, and I'm going to bore you again with another message that has to deal with sports. Uh, when it comes to me, sports is just kind of uh, just very easy for me to relate to. Uh, one of my favorite things to do growing up was playing sports. I was not consumed with them, and they did not control me, but it was a big part of my life, and I'm very thankful for them. They taught me a lot, actually. They taught me how to get along with teammates, even when I didn't maybe like my teammate, taught me how to get along with them, um, taught me how to listen to a coach, uh, although maybe I didn't like my coach, and now I'm related to him. Um, but um, it's, and when I, he'd give me cr uh, critique or constructive criticism or just plain told me I was awful, I, I got taught how uh, to learn how to take that under the chin. And also, a lot of things that from sports, really just uh, I, every aspect, I, let's see, I played basketball, I played baseball, played some soccer, and I played one year of football, and I got killed almost, so I didn't play that again. Um, but I learned that you got to take time for each of those things, and it takes up a lot of your time. And um, so if you could follow me with this thought tonight, I have a couple verses, uh, I got an illustration, and I got maybe a couple points. I'm not really excited about my points, really, it's just uh, I, as I was preparing for this, uh, we can relate to uh, some points, but really I have one main point tonight that I'd like to get across, and it's for everyone tonight and for every, um, everybody, whether uh, what, what part of life you're in, for the young, for the old, for the in-between, it's for everybody. And um, I think we know this, uh, but the, the, the title of the message tonight is going to be Up Your Game. Every time we uh, have a sport or we practice, or we always try to find some way to just get a little better at it. And um, you, you'd beat the team by a little bit. Next time, let's try to beat them a little more. Or we lost to a team. Let's, next time, let's try to lose to them a little bit less. And try to always get better and up your game. And uh, I know we all know this. Uh, I, don't, I know that uh, we understand this. But sometimes hearing it over and over again, uh, we kind of just get numb to the fact that there is an enemy that wants nothing but bad for us. He wants to devour us. The Bible says, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's not looking to just hurt us. Uh, he's not looking to just mess us up a little bit. He's looking to completely devour, completely destroy us. And um, I think that sometimes we can kind of just get numb to that. It says, yeah, we know there's an enemy. We know that the, the devil doesn't want any good in our life, and, but we kind of don't take preparation for that. We don't, uh, we don't really think about it as, as much as we should. Um, I don't have a fancy outline tonight or any funny jokes, uh, not that I normally do, uh, but really just have one great thought uh, or a good thought that I'd like to just share with you and try to be an encouragement and uh, a reminder uh, for all of us. You're there, Hebrews 10, verse 25. We'll read the verse and then we will pray. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this opportunity. God, I pray that you would just uh, use me, push me aside, God, and I pray that you would just speak uh, the truth tonight and that we'd be an encouragement to one uh, person tonight. And thank you for this thought. God, we love you and we ask these things in your name. Amen. This verse, a lot of times, not wrong, not wrong how they use it, but a lot of times it's used to 
show the importance of going to church. You know, we gotta go to church because we don't wanna forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And a lot of times preachers use that verse. I don't believe they're wrong. I don't believe I'm right the way I'm gonna use this tonight, but I'm gonna use it a little different tonight. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves uh, together. I think we all understand that the church is a called out assembly. We, we come together, we assemble. But if you could picture with me um, a, a, a car, um, Think about a car and all the parts that go into a car that make it work, okay? Obviously, there are some major parts that if you take it out, there's no way it would start. But there are some parts that you could probably take out and it would work, but eventually it would destroy the car when you take out those. Those parts are in there for a reason, okay? And uh, I think about maybe just even just a lug nut that fell off the wheel and you say, oh, I don't really, there's, there's four on there. You know, I don't need to have all five or six, whatever the number is. I don't know much about cars. Um, but they, one falls off and eventually that's, it's gonna, it's your alignment's gonna get out, the balance is gonna be out of the car and it can destroy your car. And um, did you know that when you come to church, when you come to church events, uh, when you're late to church, like Brother Ray, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But when you come to church, uh, when you come to church, you are an encouragement to your pastor, you're an encouragement to somebody else around you. And uh, when we come, to, we don't wanna forsake the assembly, okay? We're, we're using that as we are a whole, we're one body. And if one person's not here, we're not working as well as we could be, as we should be. Hey, the show will still go on, we'll still have church, but it could be just a little bit better. Did you know that when we get involved in church functions, it's also an encouragement. I keep pushing for people to come Friday night to the teen rally because I'm a little nervous that I'm not sure anybody's gonna come, so please come so there's somebody there, okay? I told my brother-in-law, hey, if it's just you and me, we'll have a good time no matter what, okay? But in sports, there were some games that I had to play uh, with some of my key players, not, it's not my key, my teammates, some of the teammates that scored a lot of the points, they weren't able to make a game, whether it was a family thing or they were out of town or school function, they weren't able to come to the game. Hey, we still played the game, but it, we, we were missing something. We could, still, we could still assemble as a church, we could still be encouraged with one another, but we're missing something when we, don't, uh, when we forsake the assembly of ourselves together. All of us working together in unison towards one goal, the Great Commission. To, to, to win, to, to baptize, to, to reach them, and to teach them. Uh, but in sports, there were some times that I had to play without some of my teammates. Uh, think about the verse, if you want to write this down, Luke 22, verse 31, it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. In sports, we got to realize that there is an opponent, but guess what? In a bigger aspect, life. When I say up your game, we're talking about life, Okay. And um, I did not get to see the uh, Sights and Sound Theater production of Jesus, but I was told that uh, I'm probably going to mess this illustration up, but I believe it was uh, when Jesus Christ was on the cross in, in the play. Uh, you saw, uh, was it the archangel and, and Lucifer, or was it life and death? Somebody, they were fighting back and forth. I was trying to look it up on YouTube, but they were probably good not to get that on YouTube or take it down if someone recorded that. But I don't think we realize that there is spiritual warfare really going on. In this room right now, there is good and evil fighting each other, and they're trying to get you to think about something else, whether it's just thinking about what we're going to eat after the service, whether it's thinking about something else that really is not important. But the devil is trying to get us off track so he can devour us. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be quick. I believe we're going to be out of here in about 20 minutes. But I, I'm going to do a little illustration. I always I always call and I always pick on him. Daniel. If you could come up and help me, and brother Tim, I'm going to have you help me as well if you can make your way up here. And um, Daniel, I want you to stand 
right here. And this is for everybody. This is for, and by the time I'm done with this illustration, some, I'm going to use a lot more people. Um, we maybe won't have anybody left. But Daniel, if you could stand right here and just kind of kind of face right here, and, and I, want you to face, I want you to face Daniel like you're going to beat him up, okay? And uh, so if, uh, and I know Miss Christine couldn't make it tonight. She's, she's uh, got one leg, one and a half legs, and she's got a, she's got a busy week. But she, if, she was, if you picture his wife with him as well. But we got Daniel here, who is a good young kid here, and uh, he's, he's trying to do right. And if you could just picture with me, I'm not going to have anybody represent the devil, but if you could picture the devil is just kind of off to the side trying to get Daniel's attention over here. And if you could put yourself in Daniel's position, um, that's the devil's trying to get you off track as well so he can devour you. And uh, if he can get you off track and kind of get you away from the herd, if you've ever watched Discovery Channel, uh, normally the lions, they take out the ones that are separated from the pack or those that are a little going a little slower, a little injured. They only have to run, uh, outrun the slowest one. Okay, so... Let me see this. If I can use Miss Marge and Brother Dayfield, could you guys come up here and stand behind Brother Tim? And uh, they're getting nervous. This is the first time they've come forward in a service. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, if I could do this as well, I'm going to pick on, let's see, I'm going to pick on James and Ben. If I could get you guys up here as well. You guys can stand up here as well. And I want you to just stand right behind Brother Tim facing Daniel still. Um, but I, I want to be able to get around you. I know you take up a lot of room. But uh, you, just, you stand right on the other side of your husband. And... Um, Let's see. Pastor, I'm going to use you as well. I know you've been working all day, but I'm going to get you up here as well. And I think we're almost there. So just stand right behind them. Um, right behind them, that would be good. And I think that's it. I think that's all I'll use. Now, if you, you guys can spread out a little bit so you're not right on each other's heels, okay? Don't, don't, don't back up and fall over each other, okay? Uh, so if we, we got Daniel here. He's trying to do right. He's going to church. He's doing good. And guess what? He's got a dad who loves him, who prays for him, and wants him to do right. He's got a mom as well. There's a picture of her being here as well. Okay? And I think we understand this. I'm just, this is all a review tonight, okay? But the devil wants to get Daniel, wants to get you, wants to get all of us off track so he can devour us. But God has put people in our life to keep us on track. And don't get me wrong, God is, is all we need, but he puts people in our life to help us, okay? He puts a mom and dad. He puts, did you know this is your grandfather? He puts, a grandma and gra he puts a grandpa and grandma in your life. He puts good friends in your life. He puts a pastor. He puts a youth pastor. He puts people in your life to try to keep you on track, to keep you in check, okay? But guess what? Eventually, somewhere along the line, the devil's going to come and he's going he's to kind of discourage the dad. He's going to discourage the dad. He's going to get upset, uh, not upset, but just get kind of discouraged. And all of a sudden, he's going to start to forget to pray for his son. He's going to start forgetting to, uh, to do things for his son, tell him he loves him. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the bond kind of just goes away, if you could just follow me right over here. And all of a sudden, hey, you still, got, you still got all this, but now your dad is off track. And now you see, oh, my dad's off track. That's, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough for anybody to see their, their parent or their loved one get off track. And it's kind of distracting. But you know what? He moves on and he still has a grand, grandpa and grandmother that love him. And, they're, 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 and then all of a sudden, they get off track. And then if you guys could just make a little gap for him. And then all of a sudden, he gets to his, he gets to his good friends and his friends stop serving God. And they stop, stop, stop talking about the right things. He gets through them. And he gets to pastor. Pastor says, no way, I'm not letting you through. Uh, but eventually, pastor gets discouraged. And all of a sudden, Pastor steps off to the side, and Daniel gets through, and hey, he still has God on his side, but all of a sudden, here he is, separated from the pack, 
and now the devil is a lot closer to him, and I can, I, he can get him a lot easier. Now let's set, up, set it back up, set up how, how we had it before. So I, I'm trying to paint a picture to you that if, if the devil can't get to the child, he's going to go to the mom and dad. If he can't go to the mom and dad, he's going to go to the grandma and grandpa. If he can't go to the grandma and grandpa, he's going to go to the friends. If he can't go to the friends, he's going to go to the pastor. He's going to go to the youth pastor. But you know what, Daniel, sometimes in our life, some of us are very, uh, we're very blessed to have these people in our life, but we don't care. We don't care about them. Dad, I don't, I don't want to listen to you, so you push them off to the side. Grandma and Grandpa, I really don't care about you either. And you start to say, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Friends, I could care less about you. Pastor, good riddance. I've had enough of you. And here you are all by yourself again. And that's, sometimes we do that. And uh, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to just paint a picture to you. I'm being redundant. Okay, set it back up one more time. We're going to have our exercise tonight, okay? And... Um, this time, I want nobody to let Daniel come through, okay? And if he gets through, the next person won't let him come through, all right? So Daniel, you're trying not, you're trying, you don't want to listen to your dad. Your dad's not going to let you through, but somehow, some way, you get through, okay? Grandma, grandpa, they're not going to let you through. Brother Ken's definitely not going to let you through. But uh, okay, we won't go any further with this. I think, you're get, I, think you're get, I think you're getting the picture tonight, okay? But every one of us, set this back up, please. Every one of us is somewhere in this line. All of us are here. We have some people in our life, but some of us are parents who have kids. Maybe they don't come to church, but maybe we, we're still praying for them. We're not praying for them like we should, but we all have kids that we want to see do right. We want to see uh, serve God, so we pray for them every day. We have a grandma and grandpa. I have a grandma and grandpa uh, that I don't believe is uh, saved, but I believe they want me to see right. Uh, my, my grandmother was saved when she was 89. She died when she was 94. She was a Catholic, but she was saved. My grandfather, I'm never, never sure if he got saved. He died when I was five years old. My grandpa, I believe he's saved. Uh, he, he gave a testimony, but I'm not sure. But I know my step-grandma for sure is not saved. I pray for her often. I don't pray for her every day like I should. But somewhere along the line, we are somewhere represented here tonight. And I just wanted to remind us that we are an assembly. We're working together. Okay? We're in unison. So all of a sudden, when we start to have a bad attitude towards one another, maybe it's a, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a, a relative, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's someone in the church, maybe it's a pastor. You get a bad spirit about the youth pastor or the pastor, and all of a sudden, we just kind of separate. I don't want anything to do with that. You're getting outside of the umbrella of protection that God has set up for you. Thank you, guys. You can all be seated. And I uh, just wanted to show you that tonight, and here we go. I'm going to be done here in about 15 minutes, so just listen fast if you would, okay? Okay, so we understand that we're in a battle. We understand that we're in a game, but each and every one of us need to up our game in some aspect of it, okay? You've got to find out where, where you're, not, you're not doing so good. We've got to get better at that. Okay, we understand um, that number one tonight, okay, here's, here's, here's my points for those that want points. So really, just the, the main point tonight is just up your game. But we must up our game in the area of preparation and preparation, okay? When we came to a game, we try to be prepared, okay? I remember many times watching film on other teams. You try to watch their offense. You watch their defense. You see how they react to certain kinds of defenses. You watch how they run an offense against certain types of defense. You try to understand that, that team. Then you try to condition yourself. You go running. That was my least favorite part. You try to go running and condition yourself. Then you had to give up uh, junk food, and you had to give up uh, soda that you really liked, and you had to give up all that because you wanted to get better at the game. Okay, well, let's think about this. Let's give up all the junk in our life that we don't need to be partaking in, all the negativity and all, all, the, uh, all the gossiping and all the slander and all the stuff that maybe we cannot maybe be involved in, but we're around. Try not to be involved with that. We need to, get, we need to be uh, preparing ourselves for the game, for the battle, for life. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You hear all the time, put your heart into it, sing from your heart. We need to make sure that our heart is in the right place. One of the areas that we need to prepare tonight is our heart. 
Number one, we need to prepare our heart. Next, another area we need to prepare, we need to prepare our minds. Uh, a verse that I always use, and uh, I have it to memory, but I'm going to quote, uh, read it tonight just in case I mess up. Philippians 4.8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It's almost just a really big filter for bad thinking. And uh, every bad stronghold is based on a pattern of wrong thinking and deception. When you, when you walk onto a, a court or walk onto a field to, to play a sport, you want to make sure that you are fully focused on the game. How can we help God if we're polluting our minds uh, with the, the filth of this world? I remember uh, many a times my, my coach would uh, say to us, be mentally tough, be mentally tough. And what he meant by that is you take, a, you take a terrible shot and you get all upset and you run back to the other side of the court and you make a really foolish foul and then you have to sit out of the game because you have too many fouls and he just look at you and you'd be mentally tough. You gotta be mentally tough. You're, you're about to lose. There's only a couple minutes left on the, on the clock. And uh, again, this was a very interesting tournament the way this was set up, but we were down nine points with 30 seconds to go and we came back and won. Don't ask me how we did it, but for some reason we did. And I remember thinking uh, in this tournament, if you lose one game, you're pretty much out of the tournament. And I was thinking, man, we're done. This is my junior year. Hopefully we make it next year. But in 30 seconds, we scored 10 points and we beat them. And, um, but we just, he taught us to be mentally tough. It seems like you're, it seems like you're losing. You got to stay in it. Stay focused. A lot of times the battles are lost, uh, are lost in our mind. And we'll get to that in just a second. I want to get ahead of myself. But when we... Um, not only should we uh, pr be pre preparing our, our hearts and our mind, but another area that we should uh, up our game in, up our preparation, but we need to up our prayers. And I'm not saying that just flippantly, but I can remember many times where I could go days with really, really spending time with God in prayer, then all of a sudden something bad happens. Guess what? Now I'm praying again. And uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was at work, and we was on, it was on September 11th, and someone was sharing with me that they, uh, where they were on that day, and I said, you know... You know what I think is just crazy? And then they, they said something else. Uh, and I said, no, no, no. I said, think about this. And this is no, non-Christians that I'm talking to. I said, you notice that when everything's going great, nobody needs God. And then something like 9-11 happens and everybody was bowing their head and praying to God. Then all of a sudden everything got better. And no longer do we pray to God. I says, I just think sometimes God just tries to wake us up and says, hey, I'm, st I'm still here. Are you still going to come to me? We need to make sure that we're praying up in our game and our prayers I want my kids to love God. I want them to serve God, but I gotta make sure that I'm praying for them every day and I make sure that I'm living the way that I need to. I need to prepare my hearts and my mind for my family. Maybe there's someone out there that you love that's, that uh, maybe is not a Christian, maybe that's not even in church, maybe they are a Christian, but they're watching you. They, you need to prepare your heart and your mind. You need to up your game in the area of preparation and in the area of prayer. Are you praying for your lost loved one? Are you praying for the wayward Christian? Are you praying for your children? Are you praying for fill in the blank? We need to up our game in preparation. We need to up our game in our prayers. But lastly, and I'm almost done, we must up our game in the area of perseverance. And I remember in any, in any sport, whether whatever sport it is, there's always a time where the game ends. There's always a time limit. And when that clock shows zero, it's over. Someday, hopefully it's today, it could be any day. If it was up to my wife, it would be a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the Lord's going to come back. He's going to take us home. 
okay? And uh, when the clock shows zero, what did, what did we do on this earth? What did we, what did we persevere through for the, for the glory of God? I think about just perseverance and, and uh, to, no matter what, we need to persevere. I started talking about it before. A lot of battles, a lot of games are lost uh, in two places, I believe, in the mind and on the knees. You think about it, if the, God, if the devil can get a, a stronghold in, in, in your mind and he starts to give you a pattern of wrong thinking, you're of no use. But if you can fight that off and have pure thoughts and filter it through Philippians 4.8, you could be of some use to God. And then I think about how battles are won and lost on the knees. A lot of people surrender on their knees, but a lot of times it's just getting on your knees and asking God, I need you. I need you to help me with this. I need to up my game in the area of preparation, our hearts and our mind, an area of prayer, in the area of perseverance. Let me ask you this. I'm almost done here, and we're gonna, we're gonna all go out to eat because we got out early tonight. Um, where are you in this line that we did tonight? Where are you? Are you is somebody, somebody counting on you to pray for them? Someone counting on you to keep doing right? Is someone counting on you to fill in the blank? Think about that. Where are you in that line? You say, Caleb, I can't really think of anybody that even helps me with anything. Can I remind you, you have a church family that loves you, that wants nothing but the best for you, but let's not forget that in any sport and in life, there's an opponent and he wants nothing to do but to take us out and devour us. We gotta realize that. And we, sometimes I think we just flippantly think about, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I got saved. I got my ticket punched. I'm on my way to heaven. I come to church. I'm a good person. I try to, but what are, we, what are we doing along that line to help somebody else to, to fight this battle? We can't do it alone. And uh, I'm not saying, I'm not belittling saying we, we, uh, we don't need God. Okay, please understand me. We obviously need God, but we need a lot more people around us to be unified and to have one goal in mind, and that is the Great Commission and getting to the other side and uh, trying to, and, you know, I, I say to the teenagers often, I ask the question, hey, what can we take to heaven when we die? Well, nothing. No, well, we could take more souls with us. We can try to give out the gospel. I think about just the last couple of days how the gospel was, was presented to hundreds of people. Guess what? That made the devil very upset. I like making the devil mad. But with that, he's going to come back with, something to discourage us. He's going to get us off track. And we got to make sure that we're staying on track. Let's make sure that we up our game in the area of preparation in our hearts and our mind, up our game in our prayers, and not just spending a couple minutes, you know, God give me a good day and please bless us food, amen, but really sincerely just taking some time and meditating and praying, God, what do you want me to do today? Please send me someone my way that I can give the gospel to. God, help me to be a good witness. God, help me to be a good Christian. God, help me to be a good husband, a good father, a good wife, a good mother, fill in the blank. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this church, God, and I, I pray that this message, although it was, I stumbled and I, I stammered over it, God, and I just, I pray that, God, that it would just be an encouragement, just a simple illustration of where are we in that line, who are we depending on, and who, who is depending upon us. God, I pray that we would just be faithful to one another and that we wouldn't forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And God, I pray that just so much the more as we see the day approaching. God, I just thank you for all that you've done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. We don't have a piano player. We'll begin to sing a song in just a little bit. And you know